What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Preseason's here, drafts are starting up, news is rolling in, so I figured it'd be a good idea to just talk about everything that's been happening this last week, and uh, make sure we're up to date on all the latest news. So I'm recording this around noon on Thursday, so haven't seen the two preseason games yet that happened for me tonight, but it's preseason week one. The only big, big, big takeaways that we should be expecting from this week of the preseason is injuries, honestly. Um, maybe some players flash really well. Um, maybe we can get some sort of takeaways, but for the most part, we're just hoping that everyone that's like an actual starter is playing like one, maybe two series, exits the game healthy, and we're still good to go. Uh, for tonight's game, I am excited to see uh, it's Mario Douglas uh, play for New England. He's been getting a lot of buzz in camp. Apparently, he's been a really good wide receiver, but overall, the, the hope in preseason week one is just that no one gets hurt. Uh, next week, I will do a short recap in this video of everything that happened in preseason week one. Uh, we still have plenty of news not talking about the preseason in this one. So first up, uh, we got the Denver running back situation. General vibe from Denver has been very positive about Javonta Williams. It does seem like he's headed to a situation where he's going to be playing in the preseason. He's going to be starting in week one. And that was an expectation that we didn't really have from him to begin the offseason. So very, very positive from that front. Uh, if that all ends up happening, it's obviously not only very good news for him, but very good news for Denver as a team. They really want to run the ball. Uh, and while it's going to be a rotation, Javonta Williams is obviously a very important piece of the puzzle on their offense. And so definitely keep an eye on him. Uh, watch him in the preseason we saw jk dobbins return last year and you watched him run and you're like oh he's not 100 so hopefully we watch the preseason we see javonta williams look like his old self and then we'll gain a lot of confidence in his production this season uh but yeah i don't know if he's gonna play in week one we'll kind of see if that happens but they said at some point in the preseason he should play and i mean that's obviously um very very good news for him in fantasy um not to say i don't like Pirine. I mentioned Pirine in a video this weekend. I just like both of them. I think with how much we think Denver is going to run the football this season, Javante Williams, Samaja Pirine, both really quality mid-round picks. Obviously, Pirine going a little bit closer to the later rounds. Uh, as of recording this on August 10th, Ken Walker has also not returned to practice yet. Um, we know how much Pete Carroll likes to lie to us. He never tells us the truth. And so maybe take this with a grain of salt. But uh, we heard yesterday from me on Wednesday that uh, he's running at full speed in a straight line right now. Next step is going to be cutting, um, which they're hoping is going to happen over the next couple of days. So when you're watching this on Saturday, that's what I'm thinking he should begin cutting. And then I guess the expectation would be that he'd return to practice probably next week. Uh, if it's longer than that, you know, if he's not at practice next week, you know, starting to return the week after that, it's like as long as he's ready to go in week one, it's not a huge concern. Uh, my guess is that he probably misses both of the first two weeks of the preseason. Uh, but again, it's also is that timeline even accurate? Um, I don't think he's going to miss week one. I don't think we have to worry about that. Um, I'm not really changing the rankings at all right now. It's definitely a tough call at times because there's just so much we don't know with this situation. But I've had Ken Walker behind ADP for 
almost the entire summer anyways. His ADP is now falling. I'm just not going to change it. I'm just going to wait until ADP hits my ranking. If it never does, so be it. Uh, but I'm fine drafting him where I have him ranked. Uh, it's just like even where his ADP is at right now with people being a little bit hesitant on his injury, uh, I'm still, depending on the format, around like half a round to a round behind ADP. We also got news about uh, Alvin Kamara's suspension, finally. It was like right the day the video went up. Uh, we hear that he's getting suspended for three games. The take in the video was I was expecting two to four games to lean towards three. So we can really just refer back to that video. That was last week's one. Um, my take has not changed at all. Uh, what's interesting, though, is that the Saints had Kareem Hunt for a visit. And then like mayhem broke out because the expectation was that he was going to sign. But then all of a sudden we hear a new report that says when he landed, the Colts offered him a contract without even seeing him practice. Ultimately, Cream Hunt leaves both New Orleans and his then visit with the Colts without a contract. He said that there are also other teams interested. So who really knows where Kareem Hunt is going? Um, but there does seem to be interest, and he's definitely going to sign somewhere. He's not going to like visit multiple teams, say no to everyone, and then not play. Like He's going to take an offer from someone. Uh, I just don't know who it's going to be. Yet he's still you know, a quality late-round flyer, but until we know, we don't really know his exact value. Um, I think the bigger takeaway from the situation, though, is that the Saints even had him for a visit. I think that kind of threw people for a loop when we heard about it because we're like, wait, what? Like You, you already have... Kamara only suspended three games. If he was suspended eight games, it'd be like, okay, this makes sense. You know, he's going to miss half the season. We we do need to have them sign another running back. It's only three games. And they have Jamal Williams. They have Kendra Miller. You know, they've got Taysom Hill. They can use it time at running back. And so it's like, you see them signing Kareem Hunt, and you're like, wait a minute. Do you not trust one of or both of Williams and Kendra Miller to be fine enough for three weeks until you have Kamara? Because do you really need Kareem Hunt? Like, let's say Kamara comes back, it's week four, and you've got Kamara, Williams, and Miller. Do you really need Kareem Hunt? Why would you be having for this? So it's a little bit concerning. Uh, to me, it's bad news for both Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. Uh, if the Saints truly felt confident in both of these two, they would not be bringing Kareem Hunt in for a visit. Now, they didn't sign him, and so it's not a huge deal. I just think the fact that they even reached out and brought him in for a workout is bad news for both of them. So I moved them both down in the rankings again. Um, I was beginning to get a little bit interested because their ADPs were really high all summer. They finally started to dip. There was a few leagues where especially Kendra Miller was cratering, and I was you know comfortable drafting him. Around when he fell to pick like 145 or so because his ADP was around 125, 130 all summer. Um, no longer confident in that. I've dropped him beyond that in the rankings. But I'll say this. Yesterday, um, I'm in like a billion slow drafts, right? Uh, there was a league where he dropped to pick 170. So he's been at 125, 130 all summer. Uh, I'm talking about Kendra Miller here. Uh, ADP is now around 145, 146. Fell to 170 because of the news. I took him there. So when he truly craters that late in drafts, I'm still fine. Uh, but they need to fall because at ADP, I'm still not drafting those two. Again, it's a little bit of a concern that they would bring in uh, Kareem Hunt, at least for a visit. Uh, we very unfortunately still do not have any news on these holdout running backs. Dobbins, JT, and Jacobs are still not practicing. I am very much 
hoping that all these situations are resolved, but thus far they have not been. Uh, we have the most positive news from Ravens camp. Uh, John Harbaugh said that he expects to see Dobbins at practice soon and that the indication is, at least right now, that he's probably going to return sometime next week, and so that would obviously be great to see. I've said for a few weeks now that this is the one I'm least concerned with, and the one that like I'm aggressively targeting now that he's felt like around at this point uh, in the middle rounds, because uh, I think it's a great situation for him, and he's got no leverage. Like there's just no way Dobbins is holding out this season. It makes no sense for him. I know it makes no sense theoretically for any running back to. But especially J.K. Dobbins makes no sense for him to hold out. I think it's really just been like an injury prevention thing. He doesn't want to go out there and get injured. So he's trying to buy time, trying to get this new contract. Uh, and at least at the very least, like, even if he doesn't get a new deal, um, just trying to shorten camp and be like, okay, well, the fewer times I'm out there, the fewer opportunities I have to get injured. So that's what I see happening there. But I do think he's going to return soon. I would still be drafting him. For the other two, who knows? Like, honestly, Anyone telling you that they have a good read on the situation is lying to you, right? They're just being overconfident. No one has a good read here. Uh, we simply don't know what's going to happen. And so you kind of have to be in wait and see mode. I've moved JT down the rankings a little bit because I thought that situation was a little bit less uncertain. But with everything that's happening recently, I mean, the relationship seems to be deteriorating between him and the Colts. And so if that's going to happen, like, the ideal outcome is still that he doesn't get traded. Like, I know it'd still be fine if you drafted him, he got traded and went somewhere else. The ideal outcome is still that he plays for the Colts and he's a lead back there, right? You don't really want him to get traded. His ADP should probably be closer to third round. I don't want to say no matter where he goes, because it would still matter. There'd be some teams where it'd be great. But in general, there's not that many amazing landing spots that he would go to. And he'd be, you know, changing teams and like having to learn a new playbook and all that sort of stuff. And so... You still want him to play for the Colts. And so I moved him down a little bit, but um, still like a, a decent pick, especially with him falling in drafts. They're now saying that he has an excused absence from camp to seek treatment on the ankle. That is probably more the Colts walking back their threat from like last week, just lying about a back injury in order to try and like not pay him this season and force him to like hold out under no pay. And then the contract would carry over 2024, like a weird situation. It seems like they're walking that back and be like, okay, yeah, that was kind of ridiculous that we did that. Um, but again, hopefully we just gain more clarity over the next few weeks. Um, but if you're drafting right now, it really just comes down to what type of a player you are, what your risk tolerance is. Like if you are someone who enjoys playing at risky, you know that like it's difficult to win a championship. And so if you can do something in the first few rounds that could pay off heavily, you want to do it. Because um, let's be honest, both JT and Jacobs, they're at minimum half a round, maybe even a round back from where they should be going because of this uncertainty. And so if you want to take a chance, you draft Jacobs, he actually plays this season, and then you got him at a round discount in the early rounds, that could really benefit your team. Uh, if you are someone where if a holdout actually happened, you would like spiral out of control, then maybe just don't draft them because there's also very good other options in the, you know, basically they're both going in the third round at this point, uh, redraft leagues, probably closer to the second round for JT, but third round for Jacobs. And so if you're someone who like, you know, would just lose their mind if, if they held out and you lost your third round pick, don't take them. There's awesome players available in rounds two, three, four, just draft those other players. Um, in backup running back news, 
Jerome Ford has uh, been a trendy sleeper this season. I had a video I talked about where he was one of my most drafted late round running backs on underdog. Then his ADP started to move up and I pumped the brakes a little bit. And I posed a question to you guys of, do you think that he would even be a featured back if we had an injury chop? That's something I always ask myself with these backups because yeah, it's like none of them are like starting on underdog. You wouldn't be like starting. But the point is uh, even a redraft league, like, all running backs going in rounds like 15 plus, you're not actually starting them or expecting them to be worthwhile players to draft when the lead back is healthy. But what you want to do is you want to target players who, if the lead back went down, their opportunity would skyrocket. And I kind of asked you guys, like, what do you think? Like, would Jerome Ford be a feature back or at least have a really strong role if Chubb went down? And recently I've started to kind of answer that as no, I don't think so. I think his role would expand, but I think they'd sign someone, bring someone in, trade for someone, do something uh, if there was an injury. And now we've got a severe hamstring injury. They haven't called it severe, but they've called it week to week with no commitment to him playing in week one. To me, that's severe. Um, But yeah, bad hamstring injury for Jerome Ford. Um, Obviously a bad thing because number one, hamstring injuries can be re-injured. Number two, he needed camp. Like if, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, let's just say, didn't have severe, he's going to be returning now. He's already running routes. He'll be fine. But also if Cooper Cup missed practice, who cares? We know that his chemistry with uh, Stafford is really good. We know that he would be totally fine when he returns. If he didn't practice at all and then showed up in week one, he'd still drop, you know, 12 for 100 and a touchdown. Like that would happen. Jerome Ford has eight career carries for 12 yards and zero targets. And so he's still a player that even if they were expecting him to be the running back too, he needs camp. And now he's not going to get it. So if I was already hesitant before, I've moved him down in the rankings. Um, I think closer to pick like 190. Once you get into round like 17, 18, you know, those are pure flyers anyways. And if you need an extra running back, he's the top guy in the rankings. You know, you're at pick like 190, 200. I think that's fine to draft him. Uh, At this point, for all of you in redraft leagues, that would put you really far back in a draft. Like when you add in kickers, you add in defense, um, like pick 190 starts to become pick like 210 and many of you don't even have that many rounds in your draft. So was a trendy sleeper pick before. I think now at this point, um, redraft leagues, even on underdog, I'm not really drafting him anymore. In positive injury news coming back from injury uh we've got bateman finally back at practice not practicing like not in 11 on 11s like you know not with the team right now but returns on wednesday doing some individual drills expectation is he's going to be out there a full go very soon um i still have absolutely no idea how to break down this wide receiver room right now my ranking is zay flowers then bateman then odell uh but they're definitely close in the rankings i would say Flowers and Bateman a little bit closer, Odell a little bit back, but it's not a lot separating them in the rankings. Um, I would imagine that each one of them just like has their moments this season. There'll be some weeks where Flowers goes off, some weeks where it's Bateman, some weeks where Odell drops a nuke. Um, They're probably all players that you want to have on your bench in week one, so don't draft them with the expectation of starting them right away. Um, Draft other players, see how the offense looks adjust from there especially with flowers he's getting amazing reports from camp apparently he's like super explosive very very quick uh destroying in one-on-ones but he's also a rookie and so we just need to be careful that we're not putting too much of an expectation on him in weeks one two three he's going to be a very good player i think he'll lead this team in receiving this season but don't panic throw him into your wide receiver two spot in week one 
wonder why he had four for 40 and then like cut him or like complain about it, right? So um, again, Flowers, Bateman, Odell is my ranking. Uh, but for all of them, we just don't know what the distribution is going to be. Uh, so watch week one. I wouldn't start them right in week one. Uh, rumblings out of camp for the Colts are that Richardson is likely to start in week one. My assumption all off season has been that he's definitely going to start early in the season. Didn't know if that was week one, two, three, four, but over the first month, it was very likely that he was going to become the starting quarterback. Uh, thinking about it a little bit more, like why wouldn't they start him in week one? Like, you know, you're not making the playoffs. And even if you thought that you could, you know, that it's like, Minshew's definitely not significantly better. And if they're even remotely close, they were saying that they want to develop him by playing him. That the you know, best way for him to gain experience is by playing. Makes complete sense, right? And if you also are, they think they can make playoffs, but you're pretty sure you're not, right? You're pretty sure you're not uh, taking down the Jaguars for the top seed there. Um, why would you not play him early in the season? Like, there'd be no purpose in being like, all right, let's start Minshew in week one and then throw Richardson out there in week two. Like, now week one is a complete waste. So I'm expecting him to start. Uh, my opinion on him kind of changes depending on the site, the platform, things like that. Um, going right now around 104, 105 on underdog, I'm a little bit behind that, but I can completely get behind that ADP. I think it makes complete sense. Um, I actually do think he's a pretty good target in that range, especially because for most of the offseason, he was around pick like 80, tries to move into like the 90s, dipping down into 100. Now he's kind of like flatlining closer to pick 105. I don't think he's going to get much cheaper than this. And so I think if you've been hesitant like me to go after him, right now is a fantastic time to start drafting him on underdog. If looking at redraft leagues, um, ESPN, Yahoo, NFL. That's where he has the best ADP right now. He's going 125th, 112th, and 119th respectively. Um, and I think that's also a great spot to get him because you can double dip in a redraft league. If you want to draft him plus Jared Goff, you want to draft him plus Daniel Jones and just be like, all right, I'm going to start Goff, start Jones in weeks you know, one, see what happens with Richardson, see what the rushing upside is, see how he looks. Um, you know, is he getting just all of these goal line carries uh, running for like 70, 80 yards per game? And now we're like, okay, like, I don't care what the passing numbers are. Let's just start him every week. Uh, or is it a little bit less than that? And it's like, okay, maybe he needs a little bit of time to develop, but keep him on the bench. Like, because we don't know, just draft another quarterback, but I think he's a great upside player uh, and a great player to draft in that general range. Um, definitely not expecting like a high completion percentage. He's not gonna be like a super accurate quarterback, but he's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, he's the most, most athletic quarterback in the history of the NFL. And so when you combine those two things, he obviously has a very high weekly ceiling uh, and is a very high end prospect, a uh, ton of fantasy upside. So I would definitely uh, have some leagues we're drafting him. I think it's, you know, everyone should have some exposure to him this season. Uh, so again, at the lowest ADP we've seen all season on underdog right now, now is definitely a good time to be drafting him. And if you want to start drafting him, uh, but you know, you're only in like one to two redraft leagues and those don't kick off until late August. And you're like, ah, you know, I don't want preseason to happen. And then him skyrocket in ADP, head on over to underdog, do some drafts. You can just do a bunch of low dollar buy-in leagues that, you know, all add up to the cost of one season long league. And then you don't have to worry about being like, well, I'm joining, you know, 20 leagues. I can't set 20 lineups every week. It's best ball. They're going to set your optimal lineup every week. All you got to do is just draft Richardson, you know, wait for him to run people over be like, ah, I think I have some teams with Richardson. 
check how those teams are doing. You don't have to worry about waivers, trading, all those things like that. So if you want to get in some drafts over there, sign up using promo code FFA. They'll double your first deposit up to $100, but you'll also get all of my underdog content all season long for free. That's the draft content plus anything in season for underdog. And then you can get my redraft league draft rankings also for free. So if you're in those one to two redraft leagues that are drafting in late August, you have an opportunity to draft some underdog right now and get my draft rankings that'll help you in those drafts as well. All right, one final bit of news and then we'll hop on out of here. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick take on Cooper Cup and Garrett Wilson. I've gotten way more questions than I thought I would get about these two, just being like, you know, how far down do you move them in the rankings? None. Don't change your rankings on Cup or Wilson. The one thing that I did do, again, was I moved Cooper Cup behind Jamar Chase in all formats. There were some where Cup had a slight edge just because there is a small chance that the hamstring injury does get re-aggravated. And, you know, if there's really no difference between Chase and Cup anyways, why don't we just lean Jamar Chase? Uh, but again, that was the only thing that I did. Uh, Cup is already back running routes. Garrett Wilson, right before I hit record here, he's already back running routes in individual drills. I would expect both of them to be back into team drills very soon. We're nearly a month out from week one. We've got a long time before them. They have plenty of time to be 200% healthy. I have zero concerns about either one of these two. I would keep drafting them as you were. Again, the only change was a very slight downgrade to Cooper Cup but it dropped him on underdog to pick three, okay? His ADP is pick five, uh, and on most formats, he's around that pick four, five range. He's a great pick, and Garrett Wilson, again, phenomenal pick, end of round one into round two. So that's all the news you need to know through noon on Thursday. Anything that happens after that point, you can either ask me in the free Discord, that's linked in the description box down below, or I'll go over in next Saturday's video. I'll be back tomorrow to go over wide receivers that I have not been drafting the season, Monday for another episode of Mock Draft Monday, and then live Tuesday night, 6.30 Eastern to do a draft with all of you, answer any questions you have, so come to that with all of your questions. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button, and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.